Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. Podcast now. The first time I saw like an uncircumcised penis, I was just like, what the fuck is this? Now I don't know what I prefer. Hello. Like a little meerkat. (laughs) Hello there. Touch me, rub me like a genie in a lump. Welcome to Love Bites with Laura and Fee, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about, like periods and anal sex. And sphincters. <laughs> Sorry, just wanted to uh, interject there. I'm, I've, actually, I've actually no idea what a sphincter is, but we will find out later on. And of course, whatever dating feels you have, or if you need any love advice at all, email info at lovebitespodcast.com and we will help a sister out or a brother. We do not discriminate. What's a sphincter? I don't know. I definitely think it is something to do with an arsehole. I'm just going to Google it. I also feel like it's something to do with American pie, but I feel like I might be getting mixed up with the stiffmeister. Just check it out. Okay, a sphincter is a circular muscle that normally maintains construction of the natural body body passage or orifice that relaxes during normal psychological functions. Sphincters, I think it's just the, I think it's just an arsehole. So um, both a male and a female have a sphincter. Yeah, so we were told we couldn't talk about sphincters. Okay, let's continue. I mean, let's see. How are you, Laura Rooney? <laughs> I am really good. I'm really excited. I'm fucking shitting myself, but Stop that's just it. by the by. Um, I sort of feel like, um, you know, putting, uh, talking about sex openly is like, just goes against all of my Catholic beliefs. And I feel like I'm just <laughs> going to be re- wrestled to the ground by my Catholic guilt and shame. But we move. We're moving on. So it's a little bit of a journey. So forgive me if at times I just want to fucking die because I've said the word sex or sphincter out loud. But anyways. <laughs> but I think that's just because we just had... So you went to a Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went to a Catholic school. And we just had the worst sex education mm-hmm. ever. Like, the, I mean, the fact that we're talking about bad sex, sex education and both drinking drinks, alcoholic <laughs> beverages. 
<laughs> I am the Virgin Mary. Honestly, I've taken two. Was. I've taken two sips of this drink, and I feel a bit drunk. I'm not gonna lie; it's really strong. Because yeah, you're not a drinker at all. No. Like not at all. I love a drink, and that's the thing. Like I've really been thinking about this over the last week, and I have been wrestling with things slightly because I'm not a prude. You and I are very good friends, and we've talked openly about things. But when it's just you and I, or our girlfriends, and the kind of the sanctity of our relationships. But to actually vocalise things, having gone through, you know, my whole life of Catholic convent education, whereby, like, even at 35, fuck, 35, I'm actually 36, um, like, I cringe when a tampon advert comes on the room if I'm sitting in the same room with my dad. Like, that's the level that I'm at. I cringe about that as well, though. I think yeah. that's quite normal. And I was speaking to my sister about this and I was like, Fiona, like, fuck, I'm just not sure, like, if this is for me. And she's like, please do it for all the repressed Catholics in the world. And it's actually not just about Catholic. I do believe very much where I come from. It's maybe like a more conservative Irish yeah. thing. She was like, please do this. Like, even the other day, she was trying to have a very open vanilla sex conversation with her girlfriends. Nothing too hectic, just like, oh, whatever. And she's like, please don't mention the thing. Um, and she actually struggled to even vocalize. And that's to her best friends. And, you know, she's a married woman and she was embarrassed to tell our dad that she was pregnant because it would actually confirm the fact that she had sex. So this That's is a big so funny. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a little bit of a moment for me. So I just wanted to kind of, um, you know, caveat all of our conversations and just highlighting this. But anyways. my friend, my friend said the same thing, actually. She said about she's been with her boyfriend for years like they live together and mm-hmm. she said the same thing she was like um because i think when my sister got pregnant we were talking about it or something and then she was like it's so funny because telling your parents that you're gonna have a baby confirms to them you confirms, confirms them you've that definitely had in your sex. vagina yeah. and it's like it's not okay um i'm quite open about i mean i'm quite open about it with my mom like if i'm i do i would tell her if i'm have like she knows i've got like the coil which is a form of contraception Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. though i'm single as fuck so i got it when i like got into a relationship and then it fucked Mm -hmm. up my skin but like she knows i've got that so she's aware but we don't talk about it yeah we don't talk about it and and listen i'm not sitting around that like i'm lying around with mom and talking about like how we flick the bean and stuff like that there's no need for that like i'm not suggesting that we like exchange tips but it would be nice just to say without feeling like the Virgin Mary is going to strike me down in my path. So I just you know, drank, I just drank I a mouthful of drink and just choked. I just wanted, I, I want to talk without shame and I want to liberate my Catholic convent sisters and I yeah. want to say things like, I really had a fucking excellent shag last night. We weren't doing it in the sanctity of marriage. We weren't doing it to procreate. I just fucked for fun. But I think that's so great though. I was actually this, so my old school, this is hilarious. My old Catholic convent school wanted to interview me about my, uh, my company and whatnot. And then I was talking to the girl that's doing it and I was telling her about this podcast we have and we were laughing about the sex education. This is what we got. I don't know what it was like at your school. Literally it was the nurse and, uh, Mm -hmm. she said, 
You're very posh. Did you have a nurse at your school? Yeah, well, she was like in oh, the you infirmary. Oh, you were a boarder and boarding stuff like school, that. Yeah. Oh, you're the infirmary. Yeah, so she, okay. <laughs> so we did she not was, have a nurse. Do you not have a nurse? No. Um, schools didn't have in-house nurses. Really? What if someone got no. hurt? You put plaster on it or something. Yeah, no. exactly. Um, so she was like, the best form of contraception is not having sex. And then we were like told to leave. And then um, Educational. this girl that's doing it, she's a couple of, she's been a couple of years older than me. And she said that it was the deputy headmistress. So when she had the sex education that was literally in the assembly, it was like, don't have sex, read a book instead. Like, why would you fucking tell young girls that? We were literally told nothing. We, were, we literally were out into, we thrust out into the world and told nothing. So that version of sex education, how old were you? We must when that have been about, was... we probably were about 15. And the, bearing yeah. in mind, you probably got your period. Like I got my period at like 13. So Bearing in mind at 15, half of your class had already been finger bashed to fuck. But they didn't. That's what's the so funny. Had I done. had been, I had been and like maybe a couple of my friends because we were probably like a little bit more, I think because my mum was quite like, uh, she was a very, um, li- she was pretty liberal, my mum. My parents were not relaxed, but like they were they were quite like, they kind of let us do what we want because we didn't take the piss. But um, a lot of the girls in my school didn't, like they didn't have a fucking clue. They didn't, I don't think they had a clue until they got to university and then they were I, probably like, what the fuck is I going didn't on? Have What's a penis? To the extent that I've got two notable memories of sex education in my school. And I truly believe that my school did the very best they could within the confines of Catholicism, so a Catholic teaching. And, you know, also they had to be respectful of, you know, parents' wishes and things. So the first was they had this troop of like really wacky Canadian Christians come in and like rap and sing and they were like if he asks you how you like in your your eggs in the morning you tell him on fertilized like fuck off Jeffrey you know that's just not how it works and then the second bite was sitting in a classroom I think I was 15 and just witnessing the like this quivering shaking teacher who was clearly just thrust into the sex ed role and just didn't want to be there and she talked at length about things like dis, uh, discharge and yeah you know, I the, got the, the, the discharge cycle yeah. and don't get me wrong we all need to know about discharge and you know, times of the month and things like that but I felt like that that was the focus then she talked about circumcision and she was like, listen, I'm going to move on from this because everybody knows what circumcision is. And everybody was like, yeah, yeah, move on. I was sitting at the back of the, cl- of the class going, um, I think circumcision is when a man's balls are cut off. <laughs> and I continued to think that until I was 18 years old. So until I was 18, I thought castration and circumcision were two in the same things, one in the same rather. And that was basically the extent of my sex education. And funny, never once was it mentioned about actually enjoying no, sex. Never. I don't think I like, learned, I didn't, I don't think I knew what, how to masturbate or how, what it, that even was probably until... I was like well into my 20s, like not well into my 20s, maybe like my early 20s. And I feel like everything was so shrouded in a little bit of shame and guilt. Everything was so perfunctory. You know, A to B via C, penis, vagina, baby. If no marriage, baby living in sin. Yeah, totally. You know, like where was the teacher saying, you know what, if you're not enjoying it, 
you're really doing it wrong. But like, I don't think these schools your... will, will change. Like, I, I remember, I they also, like, they didn't show, like, a real picture of a boy's penis. It was just, like, some, like, cartoon drawing. And, like, I remember my first ever, like, real boyfriend had a circumcised penis. And then when I saw an uncircumcised circumcised penis... Circumcised or castrated? Not castrated. Just to be clear, so that you listening know, <laughs> circumcised means that the foreskin is no more. Castrated is when the balls are chopped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thank you for clarifying. I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> so this ex-boyfriend of mine was circumcised. Oh, so nice. that when I... By the way, he literally had the biggest penis I've ever seen it was and he was a really skinny guy it was really strange that happens yeah, like skinny guy, guys have so big weird. long like pencil donkish long it was a fucking pencil dick it was like I'm not joking it was like this, the girth of this water bottle it was oh, fucking wow. okay. huge and he was a really skinny guy I just know what the hell I'm just being destroyed and then um, and then the, the first time I saw like an uncircumcised penis I was just like what the fuck is this yeah, now I don't that? know it's what just I like, hello it's like a little meal <laughs> cat hello there touch me rub me like a genie in a lump <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it re- require a lot of lubrication to get that going. Um, it's anyways, like a it's like a rolled tur- it's like a rolled turtleneck out of its shell. Ooh, hello, that's me. Right, <laughs> let's go. Tell me what's been up with you. What has been happening with you for the last week? My week was really good, actually. So I went on my second date with Mr. Handcuffs, which is the name that we're going to now give this guy. Very subtle. Very (laughs) subtle name. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd gone on my first date with him. We'd done a walk and we'd had loads of kissing at my house. Just kissing. And then we went on a second date. And well, he came to mind for dinner. I cooked him dinner. I cooked Mm -hmm. him. Okay, first of all, I'm not a very good cook. I'm really stressed out about it. And I knew I liked him because I was stressing out so much. So I cooked a chicken chicken pie. Okay. Did you Uh, make your own pastry? No, fuck that. I got Joss Roll. Okay. Um, And yeah, it was really... Honestly, it was so good. And he like, he came around and we just get on really well i was i was laughing actually because i was like how ironic that i've started a dating podcast about disaster dating and that i've ironically found myself quite a nice guy so um a few questions if you don't mind tell me so you mentioned you had a few snogs in the park yeah did you fancy him no we had we had snogs at my house oh oh, we went snogs at the park are very different Mm. do you mean snogs at home i.e dry riding (laughs) Yeah, we dry humped for quite a while. Oh, do you call it dry humped? In, dry, in what do you we, call it? We call it dry riding in Ireland. So basically when yeah. we refer to sex, it's like, oh, gonna wet, give her a ride tonight or whatever. So The wet ride. Well, you know what? We've never, I've actually never used the words wet ride before and I, I don't maybe plan should, to. Maybe you dry ride it. is like PG-16, you know, just like loads of fun with your clothes PG-16. on. PG-16. This, okay, yeah. So this was this was PG-16. In England, we say PG-13, but sure. Um, okay. We're Catholics. We're just like, <laughs> make it on a few years, okay? Um, yeah, we had a lot of PG-13 dry hump. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, we did have sex. I'm, like, I'm just going to say it because it's going to come out anyway. Okay. okay. Not the first sec- on okay, the second Okay, so timeline date. was snogging, dry riding, slash and or humping as per your geographical location. Mm. Second date was a 
chicken fucking souffle and then penetration yeah but i i do you know what i i I always do this. I'm like, I'm not going to sleep with them. I'm not going to sleep with them. And then I have a glass of wine and I'm like, I'm fucking anyone's. <laughs> She's saying this. I'm drinking quite a strong cocktail you know, right now. Um, it's my second. It's funny that you say that. If I was planning on sleeping with somebody, the I last thing. Mm, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> but if I was. Yeah. Little thing. Asterix. Quote if unquote. I was planning, yeah, quote unquote, if I was planning to sleep with somebody, the last thing I would make was a chicken pie. Like I would just, I can feel the fucking bloat rising up inside of me. And one of my biggest like kind of offsets of sex is like if I'm bloated. So that's like yeah. a no go zone. Like that's a barrier if I've got a bloat on. Like why wouldn't you've made like a little bit of a stir fry or a salmon, you know, a little bit of salmon on lettuce leave or whatever maybe it was the i'm just not a good cook and i panicked okay anyway so, so you had okay. a chicken pie you had a shag and yeah it was it was pretty good i'm not gonna okay. lie okay and then so what i like about this guy <clears throat> i feel very peaceful oh, i don't feel music i don't feel stressed at all and like he does this thing where he books the next date whilst we're on a date so that there's no like ambiguous reading into things so when so he was like come to mine next week because obviously it was some fucking lockdown he was like come to mine next week and stay and stay the night blah 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 so i'm doing that on thursday so that would be our what third third date and he's gonna cook me dinner and i and he like did what i also like about him is he um he doesn't he hasn't said the word well i guess i don't know maybe he has and i've just been drunk said what word? like oh he hasn't like said oh i really like you but okay. he's shown it so like he mm-hmm. fixed my skirting board and like my office chair I love that. which i like, love and uh he just i guess he shows rather than says and mm-hmm. i i have because fiona talk is cheap you yeah, find the right. biggest ball bags of life for like oh babe you're this you're that they're amazing and then <coughs> they're gonna ghost you or ignore mm. you or just make you feel like shit you saying that your relationship is peaceful is truly the most comforting lovely thing that you could ever say about somebody yeah. because when you get to a certain age in life when you're no longer addicted to the fucking assholes of the world peace and calmness and serenity is what you want in a relationship yes you also want to have a crack and ride every now and again i'm not <laughs> discounting that but like you know isn't it wonderful to be with somebody it that is. just does really like things nice things like puts up your skirting board and gives you an orgasm and does it yeah. make you cry and make you feel like a fucking psychopath yes i don't feel like a psychopath i don't uh-huh. like i don't feel on edge which is really nice mm-hmm. and i also don't feel like if i don't hear from him during the day because he's working like other normal people are <laughs> maybe with handcuffs <laughs> is he a stripper is he a handcuff manufacturer? <laughs> he was like, I, if you I know what Mr. Have... Handcuffs does, or if you have a feeling, email info at what's the email address again? Info <laughs> at lovebitespodcast.com. Yeah. yeah, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if those handcuffs aren't used on me next time, I'll be really disappointed. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm really happy to hear that, Fee. Me and too. I'm happy. I feel you. You know, you've. I've done my fucking time. Yeah, I've you've done been my through time. the mill at the minute, the metaphorical dating mill, and 
I just think the the peaceful thing, um, no drama, no horrendous red flags from the beginning is music to my ears. Yeah. Right, Tendo bios of the week. Let's go. Right. Am I going first or are you going first? You can go first. Introducing Tinder Bios of the Week. Tinder Bios of the Week. We definitely need a jingle for that, I'm just saying. Tinder Bios of the Week. They will really make you weak at the knees. Who knows? La 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 la. Tinder Bios. Okay, let's go. James <laughs> is 27. There's two truths and one lie. I have slept with only one girl. My dick is probably as big as your forearm. I have never had a blowjob. Okay. What was the first one? I have slept with only one girl. Now, I'm going to float a few ideas here, okay? okay. <coughs> Two are true, one's a lie, right? Yeah. Okay. I think potentially I have only slept with one girl is a lie. And I'm going to tell you and, and, and expand upon that. I reckon he hasn't slept with any girls because what? this guy, listen to me, this guy has been fed a lie his whole fucking life by the porn industry. He has watched porn with horny, hungry women screaming how they love big, big massive dick. dicks, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, I love that big, massive, throbbing cock. Like, the bigger, the better. The reality is what they should have said is... I love medium-sized penises that <laughs> yes. don't upset the topography of my vagina, that don't give me thrush, that don't make <laughs> my vulva, like, actually really sore. Swell. So, it really hurts. Yeah. So he's went out into the real, real world and he's been absolutely disgusted the fact that women don't worship at the altar of massive dicks. And I sort of feel that potentially his massive knob will have... Hindered hindered mm. his tinder hindered his tinder yeah, yeah that's true and yeah. i sort of feel like that poor guy has been fed a lie and he will definitely find a woman who appreciates his big massive knob the same way there are women out there who appreciate little micro penises and everything in between but um i reckon he has never slept with a girl and it will take somebody to really appreciate the man attached to the penis for him to get laid so I think that the two truths mm -hmm. are he's only slept with one girl and he's never had a blowjob. Um, and he's just got like a regular penis. And he's just got a regular penis because if he's only slept with one girl, maybe she didn't get there. Maybe she didn't want to give him a blowjob. Maybe he has such a small penis that she was just like, it's going to do nothing for me. That is true. That's so actually... those are our two theories. If you have your own theory about this, we will post um, this specific bio and did you did comment. you accept him? Is it right swiping swiping right? No, I unfortunately swiped left on this particular man. Okay. Sadly. Okay. Here are mine. <clears throat> I've actually got two. What okay. one, one is the reason why I chose one. Of, I'm going to read out two is because one of them is not actually anything. I just thought it was really sweet. Okay. <laughs> okay well, first of all, we have Alex twenty nine, whose bio is hung like an innocent woman during the Salem witch trials. <laughs> Jesus Christ of Almighty. This is okay. the kind of shit single girls have to deal with. Repeat it again. Hung like an hung, innocent... Hung like an innocent woman during the Salem witch trials. 
You see, um, what is it it's, about it's this very big macabre. Cock thing? It's very macabre. However, I feel like you might like the same taste in movies as him, like Outlander. There's a lot of oh my god, Laura, yeah, you're a, so right. <laughs> there's a lot of um, witch hanging in that, and there's yeah. also a lot of sex in that unnecessarily I do so, love I Outlander think, uh-huh um I feel like he might also like Hocus Pocus I do also like Hocus Pocus oh you're right maybe I should have swiped yeah. he was I've I've made my um tinder to younger guys just because their profiles are way more funny so I probably definitely swiped left so now this is my the next mm-hmm. uh, tinder bio mm-hmm. and this is just bless this guy I don't have his name but the bio is recently been into making wooden spoons Oh my god! Bless is that him. like the? Is that like the equivalent of making banana bread in lockdown? <laughs> yeah, we're in lockdown three. We've done banana bread. We've done sourdough. And now we're going to do. I've never heard of the wooden spoon. <laughs> crafting wooden spoons. I mean, Bless that's him. a really He's trying. That's a really wholesome activity. And if I you're know. a fan of TikTok, which I am, like. It's very cringe, but I'm just going to put it out there. People have taken to crafts in a big way. They have, yeah. Mm-hmm. They really have. And I mean, I, I've never listen. come across the wooden spoon thing. But why would you put that on your bio? Do you know that but could you know, be code word for something? What? Into like, making wooden spoons? What, that he's going to shove up my ass or something? Maybe like that could be a maybe weird, you know, wooden on the, d- the, dark, the dark web kind of connotation oh, of yeah, things that, yeah maybe oh maybe we should have a Google. all i know is tinder bios are fucking bullshit tinder overall <coughs> is bullshit can i quickly tell you a story about the one time that i forgot yes. tinder so i've never used tinder before in my life except march of this year you know march april lockdown fucking mania sent everybody bananas and um i've been really happily single for about four four months or so so sitting around having absolutely nothing to do and I decided to join tinder and to cut a long story short nobody messaged me except this monosyllabic little prick who messaged me what you up to w-o-t just not even w-h-a-t and he barely messaged me back and then he messaged and said you know send me a picture or whatever so I sent him a picture of the banana bread saga of the day, which was it didn't rise. It turned into a crustacean. Sent him a picture and like a really witty thesis to a company like the banana bread saga. Anyways, he blocked me and it transpires that when somebody asks for your picture on Tinder, you don't send your deflated banana bread just send your tits um so that that was my one foray and thankfully um thankfully i no longer use tinder but i do sort of feel like it's i don't know it's just such bullshit like hi my name's lauren i like to go to the beach and um bake cookies at the weekend and watch read really interesting books (laughs) yeah i know it sounds good on paper but you know the reality is so fucking different to what actually is i've got a tinder bio just really quickly before we move on that I the reason why I screenshotted it not because it was cringe because I thought it was absolutely fucking brilliant Uh where is it I just was like this guy and I swiped right he's not matched with me 
Aaron okay. 33 and this is his Tinder bio and I was like see now this is funny and I'm going to tell you something else about Tinder in a second okay he goes just a ramen slurping tequila slamming sofa napping series binging animal patting holiday planning always laughing avocado smashing door grabbing butt cheek spiking pots and pans clanging no, non-meat eating ukulele jamming DIY lacking banter cracking man what about you and I was like that's so funny I really like him I love him didn't match with me though I Rude. love I love the rhyming mechanism. I so love great. the use what of alliteration. I'm He's here funny. for that. I actually I, think he was Irish, Laura. Yeah, he was. He was definitely Irish. So I'm going to tell you. So basically, my friend Faye, she's allowed me to say her name because I mentioned her quite a lot. She lives okay. down the road from me. She bought me the nipple clamps. She has a okay. shallow... She's the shallow vagina girl. Anyway, mm-hmm. so... She basically told me about this one time where she basically had downloaded Tinder for the hundredth time and she basically had put on her bio only once anal sex. Only once? I don't only has it once. No, as in only once, W-A-N-T-S. She only wants anal sex. Right. And the reason why she did this was to prove a theory that it will basically weed out the arseholes because she obviously matched with like a bunch of guys she obviously so basically she was like her main thing is that she wants a guy that's got really good banter really wants a funny guy and she was like the guys that i matched with that were funny and bantery would message me something funny right being like said something witty about the like bio whatever i feel a bit hammered i'm not gonna lie (laughs) thing is Fiona you're not a drinker right you're not a drinker at all and it did concern me slightly when I saw you pouring your second cocktail Um, my face has gone really red I have witnessed you having probably four drinks and me having to carry you home stopping by (laughs) McDonald's where you don't eat the McDonald's so then I'm forced to eat two fucking McChicken sandwich meals didn't I throw up in the like petrol station loo that night and all up your walls I'm so sorry it's okay and anyways anyway moving on um I am a bit wasted I am sorry so um, so anyway so the point was that she basically put this bio so that she weeded out the guys that basically just wanted to have anal sex and were like what there for a casual time and then mm-hmm. she actually started talking to quite a few guys who were like quite funny so I was you like see, that's what, quite why, good tactic. why was I so like I was shunned on tinder like I got no bites at all and like I really bought my best stuff I put on my best photos but see even that in itself you didn't is give just... it a ch- I remember when you did it though you didn't give it a chance you were just yeah, like I was expecting someone blocked me I'm out. I thought I thought people would see me and like instantly message me about and be like oh my god no. you're amazing and they just didn't and it's then it really slog. yeah it is and I was also quite surprised um by how many men were on there with um, not all of their own teeth like there was a surprising <laughs> amount of men oh veneers the veneers no 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 i'm talking no teeth like oh, but that's because when you when you're on you tinder in belfast the fuck are you trying to say about people from belfast <laughs> but yes you're right that's exactly wait so wait hang on was, i've just i've just ripped off my headphones out of enthusiasm there was a lot of really there was a lot of really gappy smiles a lot of men um posing in their favorite football shirt which is fine like that's absolutely grand but um just not for me and then there was also quite a lot of i found uh, men looking for a third or you know like couples looking for a third 
Yeah. That's like that's like a a thing. People love to call out a threesome on Tinder. Next week I'll try I'll try and find some more because honestly there are a thousand. <laughs> Shit faced. <laughs> oh, I, honestly, I, love Fiona. I honestly do i basically can't oh, believe God. that you lambasted people from belfast for having a new team <laughs> i'm not sorry if you're from belfast i'm so sorry <laughs> please forgive her she's a drunk <clears throat> english wench <laughs> should we do right. the letter please yeah i have got a letter from a reader don't okay. really think i should be reading Hello, this out reader friend <laughs> see if i can even see mm-hmm. um so thank you so much um to this uh listener who sent in um a piece of advice that she wants us to read out so okay. i'll have a read and then you can tell me your two cents laura oh, yeah. <clears throat> hi girls i just started listening to your podcast find it very funny i proper laughed out loud oh, thank you <laughs> I have a dilemma which I've been thinking over for months but being far too scared to talk to anyone about it. My boyfriend and I have been together five years and we have a great relationship and I love him a lot. We have one problem though, sex never lasts. I would say I have a very normal sex drive but he jokes that sex is all I think about. Join the club. (laughs) 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 We've been living together for about three years and and have sex at least once a week. When we start having sex, it lasts no longer, no more, well, Jesus. We start having sex, it lasts more, no more than 30 seconds. He feels so down after and I feel so bad for him. I know it's something he has, he is so self-conscious about. He gets so down after we have sex and doesn't know what he, what he can do about it. In my sexual frustration, <clears throat> when it ended, oh, sorry. <laughs> Cough that hairball up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been laughing so much and phlegmy. <laughs> In my sexual frustration when it ended early two weeks ago, I ordered a vibrator. Good girl. Mm-hmm. I always um, hit the big O myself. <laughs> Although I am so scared to discuss buying a vibrator with him, but I think it may help our sex drive, sex lives, as we will both get pleasure. I feel so awkward about the situation and I don't know, I don't know how to make him feel that, ugh, that's not what it says. I feel so awkward about the situation and I don't want him to feel like he isn't good enough. How do I approach the situation? I, I have something. Okay, you, you go. go ahead, Fiona. Do you want to cough up that fur before you continue? <coughs> Sorry. Um, first of all, you're obviously absolutely fucking banging in bed if he's coming so quickly. And I just wanted to point that out really fast before mm-hmm. we go into anything. You're obviously awesome in bed. Don't feel bad about it. And he obviously really loves the bones he, of her as well. Yeah, which he is obviously lovely. is so into you. So that's but what let's I, be honest, positives. That sort of um, sexual on on alignment. Not sure if that's a word, but I'm making it one. Sounds like as it is. F- as funny as it is, and we're trying to inject a little bit of comedy into this. From experience, it can really take its toll on a relationship. Mm. And when one person feels that they aren't being satisfied or whatever, it can actually be really damaging and really upsetting. <coughs> yeah. Well done, Fee. Sorry. Um, and also, I can imagine this guy feels really emasculated by things. I mean, he mm. knows he comes after 30 seconds. Like, yeah. he's watched porn. He sees them plying on for what feels like hours. So, so I get it. Yeah. But the thing is... The reason that I feel that she is probably feeling so down about this and frustrated is because she's not getting the chance to get her own wee rocks off. Mm. 
The focus of the beginning of their union, shall we say, needs to be entirely focused on her. Uh, yeah. They need they do. to lie down, stand up, do whatever it is that floats her boat to make her come first and foremost. Yeah. And I they can like lie and luxuriate anyway. in that feeling. Um, and then when they move on to him, and even if he comes within 30 seconds or a minute or whatever, fine. at least she's sexually placated yeah. and she's going to feel, you know... She's not going to look at him resentfully after yeah, 30 seconds of, her, of, you know, of him jizzing and stuff. So I've actually had, when she, when she sent this email, I was shocked to read it because she basically described my past relationship. So mm-hmm. I went out with this guy for a year and he used to, I remember the first time we had sex, I think even before we started having sex, he was like, I'm really bad at this. And I was like, what the fuck? And then we yeah, had sex and it lasted and like two seconds as well. And he basically said, it's an issue. And he said to me, it's all, I think it's all in my head. And I was like, mm-hmm. it is all in your head. Anyway, mm-hmm. we obviously like persevered. It wasn't like 30 seconds, but we definitely had really short term sex. Mm-hmm. And what I find so funny is that we live in such a patriarchal society that I did everything I possibly could to make him feel better. I read all this research. I did all this stuff that could help with his problem. But Mm -hmm. I didn't want for one moment go, you need to be doing this to me Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. So I would say to this girl, great, get a definitely great that you've got yourself a vibrator and don't feel scared if you've been with him for this long don't feel scared to have the conversation with him and I always say and you can um there's an amazing girl on Instagram woman actually on Instagram called sex with Emily mm-hmm. Emily Morse and she has a podcast actually called sex with Emily and she talks about um how to talk about sex and relationships and she always says these things called there are two things tone and the turf don't have the conversation whilst you're naked in bed together take yourself Mm -hmm. out of the bedroom and have the tone as like a light conversational it's not a huge problem because it will make him feel like it's a huge problem you Mm -hmm. need to basically bring him into the fantasy say that it's gonna say this is something that you want and I feel like women are so scared to say to the guy this is what I want this is how I want to feel this is what I want you to do because I don't know whether we're like this is a patriarchal society Mm -hmm. um God, I sounded so wasted saying that, <laughs> but <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> it no, is. I, and like... I, t- I totally agree. And the thing is as well, I feel like there needs to be a very honest conversation mm. around men feeling compelled to fuck for like an hour, two hours. Five Let minutes. me tell you something, listener friend. No if you are a man, I need to tell you something and you need to listen hard, Okay. Anything longer than 10 minutes runs into the danger zone. The danger zone is your partner lying back or on top, whatever. And she's thinking things like this. Ah, I wonder is Michael Barrymore still alive? Uh, I wonder what Pat Sharp is up to these days from Funhouse. Does he still see the twins? Um, what's in the freezer for dinner? Or what color? What color shall I paint my ceiling? Anything longer than 10 minutes, and I'm not talking about foreplay. Foreplay is a different thing. Like, let's make that three to five seconds or three to five minutes. The actual penetration should never exceed 10 minutes. Otherwise, you're in the danger zone of your girlfriend, partner, whoever, zoning out and just lying back 
and thinking of like I don't know online shopping so please don't mm. feel the pressure that you have to go for so 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 long you simply do not motion sickness occurs the mind definitely traverses the lake of all the questions and all the things a couple of minutes of penetration is absolutely grand 30 minutes or 30 seconds admittedly is not ideal mm. but i believe that as long as she is sexually placated first she'll be absolutely grand with that <clears throat> and yeah but I, don't, I, do I, I just think... don't make an issue out of it I sort of I've done that in the past and yeah. I definitely regret it when I I take my frustrations out on the other person thinking that it's going to jolt them into action and actually it doesn't it just emasculates it makes them feel like shit and if the roles were, were reversed I would really I wouldn't like it either no so I wouldn't get and that girl a, a vibrator let her have that open conversation like you said away from the sanctity of the bedroom mm. away from the you know the, the, the kind of the sexual aspect and just have like a really open conversation over a glass of wine and a Marks and Spencer's lasagna I was gonna say go out for dinner yeah, go well, out for which is in lockdown babes I'm sure she's probably no, I, don't know, I, th- I don't know if this girl well I don't know where she is in the world to be honest with you so if you are in a place that you can go out for dinner I would go out for dinner um, mm-hmm. take it completely out of your natural habitat mm-hmm. I also think that if it's something because I think that a lot of the time if you premature ejaculation is a problem you can get like sprays and things like that which to be honest like i think would just probably make the person feel even worse so if you can do it naturally then great but also going to going to with like i don't see there's any i feel like there's such a stigma with therapy like i if Mm -hmm. if it is something that he's getting down about and it's a psychological thing and this is what my this is what happened to my ex he used to it used to happen the first mm. couple of times and it was so fast he would just like I remember one time he couldn't even get up because he was so in his head he was so mm-hmm. so stressed about it then obviously later on in our relationship I, I made him feel comfortable and I realized that it was fine and I remember mm. he also when she was like I have a normal sex drive my ex fair enough he was a bit of a toxic guy used to tell me that I had too too high a sex drive and he wasn't didn't want to have sex all the time which I thought was Mm -hmm. stupid and he would only want to have sex with me weirdly when he was drunk because of course it lasts longer so I think that if it is an issue psychologically there's no reason why he can't on his own go and see someone about it and see is there a problem if it is like a more of a like medical thing there are obviously like things that he can do mm-hmm. sprays whatever um, i sort of feel like feel better. guys um are put under so much pressure fee and the thing is if you and i are lying there we're not really you know feeling the vibe or whatever which definitely happens you know we can fake it if we really want to a man a guy can't, can't fake it <laughs> and I don't know I just sort of feel that you're right there's definitely a taboo um on the you know the therapy side of things but I do believe it's coming less and less and I've got quite a few friends (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely I've definitely had a few friends who have really benefited from sexual um therapy and I definitely believe that when you're brought up in more of a can you know we're not really here to get to the 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 grass roots of this chap's issue I wish that we could help in that respect but if he was to go and speak to a therapist I'm sure he would be able to trace a lot of this back to his early experiences with sex his early experiences with how sex was explained to him or conveyed to him or not conveyed to him as the case often is in his upbringing so 
listen, I think with that, honesty is always the best policy and try not to attribute blame, which we often do when we're sexually frustrated. I've been there and I regret it. And yeah, respect to you, sister, for being open and just chat to your guy and buy a vibrator. Yeah, I've got a lovely Anne Summers one and apparently the womanizer is also very good. I haven't bought a dildo in years. Anyways, we would love, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Because you're not single. If you're single, then you buy yourself and vibrate. Fiona, Actually, no, I, and we'll talk about this, this next time. I've spent many, many years single, like literally frigid Bridget knocking around the UAE, like surrounded by penises and just chose to abstain because it was just better for my mental health. Anyways, if you would like... To get in touch with us, we would love to hear from you. Please drop us an email at info at lovebitespodcast.com. That's quite difficult to say when you've had two glasses of strong Irish gin. Info at lovebitespodcast.com. Or I've been you drinking can... this whole time, but I've not seen it. Am I just also quite wasted, so I haven't seen it? Oh, nice wine gin i actually kept the wine as a substitute because i was afraid if i kept drinking the gym gin that i would belch and i sort of <laughs> felt like talking about sex was weird enough without me burping away so yeah the the, the wine was a was a backup i think we so, need to keep this uh drinking thing a thing i'm really mm-hmm. enjoying it i'm not gonna have to <laughs> go back to me work. too me too fiona should anyway, we what's, yes. the, what's the instagram can you remind because i don't know so if you want to get in touch Info at lovebitespodcast.com or DM us on at lovebitespodcast underscore on Instagram. Thank you so much. We shall see you. It was a pleasure. We will see you next week. (laughs) You're going to have such a headache in the morning. (laughs)